Hi and welcome to the About Her show. I am Sangeeta Relan, an educationist, a writer and a lifelong learner. I also run an e-magazine for women. This podcast is about trailblazing women and their journeys. Women who have broken many a barrier, many a stereotype to realize their potential. If they can do it, so can you. In today's episode, we are joined by Deepika Sharma, a young corporate professional currently working with LinkedIn and a passionate advocate for approaching life with an open mind and embracing both successes and failures as essential parts of our journey. As we navigate the complexities of gender bias in society, Deepika shares her insights on the importance of resilience and learning from setbacks. Join us as we explore her perspective on how we can all strive for a more inclusive and equitable world one conversation at a time. So grab your headphones and tune in as we embark on this enlightening journey together. Hi Deepika and uh, welcome to the About Her show. Uh, this is the second time that I'm interviewing someone who I have taught. So, um, of course, apart from the feelings which I get when I, you know, interview any guest, you know, the curiosity, knowing what they are doing and, you know, and of course, relating to them as a woman. When I'm interviewing you, it also gives me a sense of huge pride and happiness because I can see that, you know, you've reached a stage and age where you are in a position to you know, express your views and we are relating to each other not only as a teacher and a student but as two women who are facing life in it in our own ways facing challenges in our own ways and uh, a little bit about the show this is basically a show where we speak to women achievers who we call women trailblazers the idea is to get them to talk about their work we give them a platform where they can share their journey talk some, talk about their ups and downs challenges and along with that we also want the listeners to get inspired by these women and get out of whatever is holding them back and realize their potential because a lot of women want to do so many things but they are held back by you know societal barriers myths whatever you may call them so we want them to get out of those and uh, eventually we want to build a community of women who is there to support empower help mentor each other so welcome to the show thank you so much ma'am for having me uh, like you said i think it's it's a privilege for me to be a part of your show because i've been your student yeah. and i think i'm extremely fortunate to be here you've seen my journey as a student for sure yes. and i'm really excited to share my journey after my college also today uh, i'm extremely excited to be here thank you and yes and i am all ears even i want to know what you've been up to so uh before we really get on to the details just as an icebreaker tell us a little bit about your early life your childhood and if you think any of your experiences while you were growing up they had a role to play in the kind of person that you are today in what you are doing today all right so i think uh, my childhood uh, was a very normal childhood i come from a very middle class family and uh, i was i was born up born and brought up in a very middle class and a joint family so i was a very protective child uh, and i was the youngest of all on my father's side as well as on my mother's side so i was all the more protective because of that reason uh, 
uh, and I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I have studied in a girls' school for 13 years. So okay. coming to college <laughs> was like a, a, like meeting boys and talking to boys was like a different experience for me altogether because for 13 years it was it was a different experience. And I think now when I see girls coming out of girls' school and girls' colleges, yeah. uh, the atmosphere and the ambience is very different from what it was when I. Uh, studied in a girls school so I, it was a different experience but yeah that was there uh, I think in terms of what uh, experiences uh, I would say in of my childhood uh, I would say there were certain values uh, during my childhood which I still carry with me and I am hopefully going to carry it forward uh, during my childhood of course I didn't know there were values but yeah I've seen uh, the discipline hard work and the relationships being you know nurtured at my home uh, my parents, my mother and my father, uh, they've been a very strong uh, source of inspiration for me on these grounds. Uh, and I think till date, I carry that with me. So these are a couple of values that I carry with me uh, so far. So could you elaborate a little bit more on the values that you're talking about? Absolutely. So I think uh, my father uh, is a very... Uh, disciplined and a hardworking man so till date at this age as well uh, he wakes up at 4 30 a.m in the morning wow. and be it winters or summers it doesn't matter mm -hmm. and uh, during COVID where it was a lockdown and we were all at home there was nothing to do even in those times my father used to get up at that time and his schedule is very disciplined okay so okay. of course I don't get up so early but yes the discipline is something that I follow from him Mm -hmm. uh, I have not seen him taking a single leave from his work. So he runs his own uh, business. We have a small store which he runs till now. Mm -hmm. I have not seen him taking a single leave irrespective of his health. Okay. Uh, until and unless uh, health is so bad that we have to uh, take an off. I have not seen him taking an off till date. Okay. So I think uh, this, this is something that I take from him. And I think from my mother, I have learned how to manage relationships. Uh, of course, I've seen her managing relationships in the personal space. Uh, but I think uh, even today, when the friends that I carry, uh, be it my professional space or my personal space, college, school friends, I, I still carry them with me. And a lot of it has to do with how my mother has managed relationships internally. And I carry that from her. Uh, so these are a couple of values, I think, which I've taken from them. And I hope to carry that in the future as well. They are actually, I mean, if you look at it, these are things which hold you in good stead. I mean, these we need all the time, discipline, relationships. This is what our life is all about. If we are not disciplined, if we cannot manage relationships, we don't have a schedule, we actually cannot get in anywhere. So I think you've learned some real good things. So tell me, uh, when you were growing up, did you have any aspirations, any dreams? Was there something that you wanted to become? Like, you know, some of us, like I as a child wanted to become an air hostess. I mean, I never get got anywhere near that. But still, those were that, that was one of the dreams that I had. So did you have any such dreams or aspirations? Uh, so I think uh, during my early childhood, I would say uh, that honestly, I didn't. And uh, the primary reason for it was that uh, I have not seen any female in my family working. Okay. outside home, hmm. be it my mother, my grandmother, my aunts. Uh, I have not seen anyone working, uh, going out and work. They were they were homemakers. They okay. were managing us, the house, the relationships, but I've not seen them going out and work. And I thought more or less my future would look like the same, uh, okay. that I will study, get married, I'll have kids. And that's how my journey is going to look like. Uh, okay. So in the early days, I won't say that I had any aspirations as such. Okay. Uh, but I think when I was growing up, uh, and when I started uh, 
seeing people beyond my house uh, that i realized that i want to do something and this is not the eventual goal that i have for myself that uh, you know i study i get married and all those stuff uh, but what i wanted to do uh, was again a question mark and i would and this is one point that i want to say that you know i never had a pressure in my childhood uh, to decide what i want to be in the future mm-hmm. and uh, uh, i see a lot of people having that pressure in the childhood nowadays uh, so i yeah, want to say yeah. that you know let childhood be the way it is that time is not going to come back uh, so that pressure should not be there and you will eventually figure out what you want to do but then uh, while i was growing up i think uh, teaching was a profession that uh, was something that uh, i wanted to do okay. uh, again it was more or less because i saw a lot of females being teachers i have studied in a girl school and i saw a lot of teachers being there then of course my college and um, i think as girls in those days uh, teaching is a very safe profession also uh, and when you talk about a career option uh, for girls it was like teaching kar lo acha profession hai girls yeah, and it helps yeah, you yeah. settle down also easily right that was a profession that was being taught about uh, i don't know where it started from but uh, i was when i was in my 10th and 12th uh, there in in neighborhood you typically have children and the parents tell you that I, because i was good in studies so they used to tell me that you know why don't you help our kids in studies and all those stuff okay. so in during my 10th and 12th i was uh, doing coaching classes for uh, some kids i would say who were in my neighborhood okay uh, when i was doing that uh, i realized that you know this is good as a short term thing for me mm-hmm. but maybe in the long term i don't want to pursue this and okay. this was a realization that happened during that, that time and i don't don't remember right now that why that happened mm-hmm. but it happened okay and then i was thinking that you know what else if i don't want to do this then what else yeah. uh, there were other couple of career options that i thought for myself so i wanted to be a lawyer or i wanted to pursue chartered accountancy and uh, eventually i did ended up doing mba but okay. the background story is that uh, when i was doing uh, my after 12th i gave an entrance exam for llb i was wanting to pursue my law mm-hmm. and i cleared the entrance exam and there was a counseling session that happens and the seats are allocated to to you uh, so by the time my chance came for counseling the seats were already full so okay. i couldn't pursue it further and at that time it was like that after 12th if you do llb it was like five year course otherwise you have to do graduation and then there is a three year program that you have to do yeah so yeah. that didn't happen and then i ended up Uh, obviously coming to uh, college and doing my graduation and i thought that i complete these 3 years and then i'll again apply for llb okay while i was doing that uh, there was lot of hype of uh, ca and i don't know if you remember or not a lot of my uh, batchmates at that time they yes. whom i'm still in touch with they are cas yes so there yes. was a lot of hype for them. so hmm. i was like okay let me try that out hmm. but then i realized that i was not very strong in maths in calculations okay. i'm not very good person in that so i was like i'll not sail through this Uh-huh. and then eventually after 3 years uh, when i wanted to uh, pursue law there were certain uh, financial uh, constraints that happened at my end mm-hmm. uh, my personal end because of which i was not able to pursue that and neither did i was able to do my full time mba because of it mm-hmm. uh, so i thought that uh, let's start with a professional journey and see how it, where it takes you and maybe i'll be able to fund my education at that time okay uh, so the whole idea but i my learning out of this entire experience was that when you don't know what you want to do in life it's important to try different things because that's when you realize that whether this is working for you or not 
Yes. And this is what happened when I did my like the coaching experience or I would say during my college days, I realized I was not very good in maths and mm-hmm. CA would not work out. Mm-hmm. So these were a couple of experiences which taught me. So it's very important to try different things to actually d- discover finally what you want to do. That is true. Actually, sometimes when you don't know what to do, it is by process of elimination that you can at least rule out certain possibilities that this does not work for me or this, you know, I'm not suited for this. And gradually, then you will end up discovering what you want. So yeah, there are many ways of, you know, discovering what you want to do. And this definitely is one of them. So Deepika, then just tell us what are you doing currently? And after college, what exactly did you do to now? Of course, I see your posts on LinkedIn and I see how you're becoming very good at, uh, you know, marketing and talking and public speaking and a lot of other things, you know, where you have to deal with people. So how did you come to start doing all this? So I, I'll actually start from where I left that my professional journey actually started because I was not able to pursue my education further. Okay. And uh, the whole idea was to fund my own education and to learn something out of it. Oh. Uh, so that's how actually my professional journey started. Oh. Uh, I have worked with multiple organizations. I started with one and then op- op- gradually moving into different organizations. Uh, currently, I'm working with LinkedIn. Uh, and with LinkedIn, it's been almost more than six years now uh, that I've been here. Uh, if I talk about my core role, I'm a sales professional, out and out sales professional. But uh, yes, uh, there have been different segments into sales role as well, uh, which I take care of. Uh, currently, I work with existing set of clients for different business verticals that LinkedIn has. So I take care of all those things. Okay. Uh, but uh, one thing to add here is that, again, when I started my professional journey, I again didn't know what to do. There were no benchmarks for me. There was no frame of reference for me at that point in time. But again, that whatever I'm doing today is because of a realization when I started off my journey early. So in my first role, it was just a role that I took because I want to learn something and I wanted to do something. I had time and I didn't want to waste it. But while I was doing it, in that role only, I realized that sales is something that I wanted to do. So I did that role for three years and I started there as a customer service executive. And uh, my role was basically a coordination role at that point in time. Uh, and I was a single team, uh, like female member in a team of, I think, 14 or 15 men. I was the only female and all other were sales people. I was the only person who was taking care of the coordination, sales coordination role. Uh, while I used to look at them when they used to go and sell uh, products and the kind of conversations that they used to have because it was my first job so it was was very new for me Uh, life that you know I I want I want to try this I want to see if if I am able to do this or not because I was like very I was very happy listening their conversations I'm very excited interested Uh, so then what was that I did couple of sales deals in that role itself. So I was not a sales professional, but I was doing that. And of course, a a big credit goes to my manager at that time, because he was extremely supportive of me trying different things. And when I was trying doing that, I realized that, you know, this is what I want to do. And like I said, when you don't know, in my entire life, plans have never worked. Hmm. Uh, I have different things. And in in that journey, I have discovered uh, that, you know, what I want to do. And that's how I've done it. Okay. Okay. So tell me, of course, we all go through our, you know, set of ups and downs and challenges along the way. So when you decided to pursue this path of sales and where you are currently, uh, you may have faced certain challenges. So could you tell us a little bit about those challenges? And if you feel some of those were because of your gender? 
so I think uh, beginning of the career, uh, the challenge was more uh, with respect to whether I was doing right or wrong. Okay. Uh, because I had nobody to give me an advice or suggestion on uh, what whatever I'm choosing as a career path is right or not. Yeah. Like I said, I immediately started after my graduation. So the friends that I had in my college, most of them were pursuing their education, further mm. education. Mm. I don't think any of them was working at that point in time. Nobody started so early. So I had nobody at that time uh, to get in guidance from. And in my family also, uh, nobody comes from a professional background. So hmm. most of them are the business mindset. Uh, yeah. So it was very difficult to figure out whether what I was doing was right or not. So majorly the challenge was that in the beginning, getting a job was not difficult because I think I gave two interviews. I cracked both after my graduation and I chose one. So that was not a problem, but there was no frame of reference. So I was not sure whether this is right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, but I would say uh, the challenges actually started after I uh, moved into a particular role and uh, any life uh, cannot be aloof to challenges which are related to gender mm, uh, and yeah. I would say if you if you look at a corporate life or corporate roles uh, there are certain roles uh, which you associate with females in yeah. your mind yeah, so yeah. for example if you enter a particular office on a front desk you will see mostly 90% of the time you will see a female sitting there yeah. as a front desk a receptionist or front desk office if you talk, if you think about HR as a role, you think of females. Yeah. Okay. If you think, if you think of any desk related jobs, hmm. the person that comes to your mind is a female. Yeah. So there are certain roles traditionally in our mind, which we associate with a female, yeah. but uh, the challenge comes when you want to enter a role, which is not female related or which is a male dominated role. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with me, I have, I've been a person who have been like this from the beginning that I go into roles which are not meant for me mm -hmm. and uh, sales as a profession and especially field sales. So I'm into field sales wherein you need to go and meet people. Uh, yeah. You have to talk about product and services that you sell and you go to, you need to go to events, attend those. There are odd hour meetings and all those stuff. So I'm in that kind of a role. Mm -hmm. uh, so field sales is a role uh, when, which in your mind you don't associate females with. It is mostly a male-oriented uh, role. I would say nowadays still you see females uh, because a lot of organizations focus on diversity uh, as a criteria, inclusion, belongingness. But uh, when I started off, and I'm talking about 15 years back, uh, that time you you don't resonate female with a field sales job. Hmm. Uh, and I think that is where the challenge came because... Uh, no doubt sales is a very mentally and physically exhaustive job because you have targets to chase you have to travel and all those stuff mm -hmm. uh, but then it is a choice that one has to make whether one wants to do it or not uh, yeah. it shouldn't be gender related that because you're a female you cannot do this or you won't be able to do this you will not be able to handle that pressure and all those stuff uh, you should give an opportunity to the person to prove themselves uh, so I think with me uh, and during that time, nowadays, again, the interview process is very subtle, where, wherein you are not being asked direct questions about your marital status or uh, whether you have kids or not. Uh, yes. They ask, but in a very subtle manner. Okay. But I think during that day, that was a very straightforward question that if are you married or you're not married? Uh, if you are not, married, what are your plans of getting married? If you are married, do you have kids or you don't have kids? Mm -hmm. And if you like, how if you have kids then how do you intend to manage your personal and professional life mm -hmm. considering sales 
kind of role where you have to travel and all those stuff yeah. uh, and if you are at a marriageable age then they will definitely ask you that what are your plans of getting married as well yeah. because yeah. these are questions i don't think they ask men these question or they used to ask men at that point in time but uh, i think i've been asked these questions uh, i have not got opportunities uh, primarily because of the fact that i was a female and they felt that uh, i won't be able to take that mental and physical pressure of being into sales role sure. uh, but i was very sure in terms of what i wanted to do and i have not given up so at all my organizations that i've worked for i've been in a sales oriented role uh even now i'm in a sales oriented role so and that's what i intend to do in the future as well uh but i think and i'll give you a very recent example we had a get together yesterday uh, and we were like six females okay. uh, we worked together an organization in the past and we were meeting after a very long time okay. and uh, i was the only one who was not married all of them were married and most of them had kids as well mm-hmm. and a common topic of discussion during our meeting was uh, career opportunities and i think uh, we we say a lot of things that uh, there are a lot of organization which are giving you opportunities in terms of coming back to work or sabbatical and all those stuff mm-hmm. uh, but when you have to come back to work uh, especially if it's a maternity break uh, yeah. you have to you have to compromise on the compensation you have to compromise on the kind of roles that you're getting versus what you want to do okay. i when i was listening to the conversation yesterday uh, because i have not been in that journey but uh, i could relate to it and i could see that you know though we say things have changed uh, but still we have a long way to go there i agree i agree things are changing they are looking better but yes we still have a long way to go because i think still society kind of brackets females you know in that section where it feels that you will not be able to give your 100% to your work because of all these reasons though i feel men should be equally responsible when it comes to family but still our society believes that it is the women so we are not given as much um, you know opportunity as men definitely yeah so dipika you've put in like you said 15 years of experience 15 years of work in what you do in you know in the corporate world so in today's day and age when you see a young girl who wants to get into this you know uh, space the corporate space uh, would you be having any tips that you would like to share for uh, them so i think uh, one thing that i want to say is that do what you enjoy doing it and just don't do it because someone else is doing it uh, because yeah. uh, unless you enjoy what you do uh, or you love what you do you will get stuck after a point of time and right. that key to disappointment uh, so i think do what you want uh, you love doing it uh, and the other thing is that keep a balance between your personal and professional right right from the beginning okay. what happens is that when you start a career we are so much into our career and we want to grow which is not a wrong thing to do uh, but we forget our personal life at that time and the mm-hmm. moment we want to realize it uh, we are at that stage when it becomes difficult to attain a balance because we we are not used to it yeah so yeah. it's important that we do it from the beginning so that we don't face a challenge at a later stage okay uh, so that's another thing and i think it's if you are a woman and if you want to enter into corporate life i don't know about the other fields because i've not been there but yeah, if yeah. you want to get into corporate life have a thick skin okay you people will people will not uh, let you live and especially if you are good at what you are doing uh, yeah. then it's a difficult space for you so you need to have thick skin and you need to just uh, rub off people from your shoulder 
uh, and you just need to focus on what you're doing. Just forget about what people are saying, uh, because there will be a lot of people saying a lot of things to you. Uh, have mentors. I think I've been fortunate enough to have uh, some mentors in my life right from the time that I started off my career, because like okay. I said, I didn't have any guiding force with me at that time. So yeah. that area which was in my life, I have developed it over a period of time. Uh, whenever I am in a difficult situation or whenever I don't know what to do next or I get stuck there, these are the mentors who have really helped me. Uh, and I would say that everyone should have mentors in your life so that uh, when you get stuck, uh, you know who to reach out to uh, and uh, you can always figure out a way if through yeah. their experience uh, and they will definitely help you. Uh, yeah. So that's there. Networking is very, very important. Uh, yeah. I have personally... Uh, you know, got a lot of advantage out of it. Uh, and I would say in any role, I am in a sales role where networking has to be default. Oh. But I think any role, any profession that you are, you are into, network with people, uh, talk to as many people as possible, be it of your work field or be it outside your work field. Okay. Uh, because the kind of perspective that they will give you will yeah. broaden your horizon. That so it's, it's very, very important uh, to network with as many people as you can and the last thing I would say is don't over plan okay. I, I see people over planning so much they know what they decide in the beginning that this is what we want to do it's it's good but if the plan plan things are not going the way they should mm -hmm. then kind of demotivation yeah. that you get into is next level so don't over plan just go with the flow uh, sometimes you realize it during the journey as well uh, you plan something, it doesn't go that way, then you realize it during your journey that, you know, this is the thing that I want to do. So don't, don't over plan, just go with the flow. Great. I think this is a wonderful set of uh, tips. And I do agree having a mentor, somebody who can kind of, you know, hold your hand and tell you what to do. That's so, so critical because half the times we are at sea, we are lost because we don't know what to do and we don't know who to turn to. You know, because the world is full of all kinds of people and you don't know who to trust and who not to. So having a mentor, and I guess uh, one of the ways in which you can find a mentor is when you network. When you're open, when you're out there, when you're connecting with people is when you are going to be able to discover people who can guide you and hold your hand. That's so true. Yeah, I think all my professional journey decisions that I've taken, yeah. um, I think my mentors have played a very key role in that. So like yeah. I said, for, in my first job, I didn't know, obviously. So I, I yeah. did what I felt was great. But going forward, every decision that I've taken... I have consulted people and I've told them this is what eventually I've done what I want to, but uh, I've definitely consulted them and taken their ad advice in terms of whether I'm doing right or not. Great. And they've been extremely supportive to me. Great, great, great. So Deepika, amidst all this, yes, the, you know, the everyday work frenzy and home and all of that. And of course, you know, you're in a sales role, so I'm sure you keep very busy. There must be days when you are a little down and out and not feeling really upbeat. So how do you kind of keep yourself motivated or on track on those kind of days? Um, I think highs and lows are a part of everyone's life and oh. it should be a part of everyone's life is what I feel. Oh. Uh, I think with me, I would say uh, resilience is something that I've learned from my family and it comes to me. But uh, I would say it has also... It, it, come after a lot of experiences and not immediately. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, a lot of focus is on telling people how to handle your failures or your lows. Uh, but I would say uh, it is very important to handle your successes well as well. Right. Because if you handle your success well, you will be able to handle your failures well as well. Uh, right. So yeah. 
don't just go overboard when you do something good in life of course celebrate it's important mm-hmm. to celebrate that yeah yeah but just move on fast from it uh and move on to the next thing that you want to do uh and that's when you'll be able to ha- handle your failures well as well so i think for me uh, i move on to one of my successes very 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 fast so a lot of my friends tell me that it doesn't show on your face that like if you've done something good on also so i said i am i'm someone who wants to move on move on continuously so i just move on uh, but coming to the lowest part of it i think uh, it's very important to face failures in life because then you realize the importance of successes also correct till you get here you don't know what success mean, meant to you and you're never grateful for things that you have in life hmm. so it's very important to handle failures i have had my share of failures uh, there have been very very bad times as well uh, it was very difficult to come out of it but uh, as a personality i am someone uh, who cannot sulk for a very long time uh, i want to be happy and i want to just be in my sort of things uh, it's very important to have people to talk to yes. one of the most important things is that talk out when you're not in the right frame of mind uh, because uh, a lot of time we go into our shell we don't yeah. want to talk to anyone we disconnect yeah. with a lot of people uh, and then that that's actually a very uh, i would say harmful situation uh, or a very disturbing situation because it's difficult to come out of it then yeah. and we talk about very ment- we talk a lot about mental well being nowadays yes. uh, and it has a lot to do with how you handle this uh, so i think it's important to talk to people work out on things that you think will help you come out of it like find out other ways of uh, rewinding yourself like hmm. for example i started off my uh, fitness journey 3 years back and that was actually a, a i would say outcome of coming out of one of my lowest space so oh. i didn't know what to and i thought that you know let's try it out and see and now that is something irrespective of what happens i don't give up my that one one and a half hour of the day that i go for my fitness thing i don't leave that because that helps me in calming down myself or venting out or anything that i have in my mind going on so that's very important uh, and i think i i listen to a lot of motivational speakers and nowadays uh, i back when i was going through that phase i heard somebody saying that bure waqt ka bhi bura waqt aata hai so i think main usko bahut follow karti hu mujhe lagta hai ki if acha waqt nahi raha to bura waqt bhi nahi rahega it's just a matter of how you handle it and i have become a very strong person after the failures that i've gone through mm-hmm. i have been a different personality i self reflect a lot so whenever there is a phase that i pass i self reflect and i i think about what went wrong or what went right because until and unless you yourself accept your mistakes you will not be able to overcome that nobody else can come and tell you that this is wrong so you have to decide it you have to find it out yourself so i do that a lot i self reflect i work on what i did wrong uh, and of course i have my people to talk to i talk to them when i'm not in that right frame of mind and i went out i tell them that this is what i'm going through how do i come out of it but then eventually i think over a period of some time when you face failures now and then mm-hmm. you know how to face you know yeah. how to face yeah. uh, your personality evolves and all my successes are a result of my failure as well as what i would say correct so i think you know life is a mix of both you do have successes and you have uh, failures and like you said you know one has to kind of balance it out so if you know there has been a success and then there is a failure and you don't kind of uh, in the sense not overreact in both the situations if there is a success yes smile but just walk away it's okay now and same is with the failure 
Because if you treat them differently, I think you will find it more difficult to handle failures than, you know, successes, obviously, you're celebrating. But when it comes to a failure, of course, you know, you will find it more difficult and you'll take more time to get out of it. So, yes, don't dwell too much on what has happened and just move on. It is like any other thing. Correct. Right. Yeah. And shy away from failures as well, because I think they're very important. Yes. They yes. make you better version of your own self so never shy away from failures it's okay to not feel good at sometimes also of course. Uh, that's the humans. it's okay but then it's important to move on yes. the the wrong thing is to stay there that's the wrong part but it's important to face failures yes yes of course because failures are the ones which teach you everything you know all the lessons all all these experiences are what teach you you know how to live Absolutely. life you would say so tell me, Deepika, a lot of women are doing extremely well for themselves nowadays, following their passions, ambitions and all of that. How do you think the world is taking to such women? And when I say the world, I mean both men and women. How do they react to women who are doing very well for themselves? So I would say uh, it's a mix. Uh, there, there are people who will be supportive. Uh, there are people who will be happy for you. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, majority is not very receptive to women being successful okay. uh, strong women are not taken i would say strong and independent women uh, are not uh, really taken very uh, in a very positive manner okay. uh, even nowadays which is which is uh, something that i you know sometimes i'm sad about because we feel that you know things have really changed and uh, uh, we have really grown but uh, still when i see the thought process being not that evolved mm -hmm. uh, is what I think uh, is not is not correct. Uh, I think women should be judged for their talent uh, for their talent and not for the gender. Mm -hmm. uh, nowadays, also, if a woman is successful, uh, the notion is or the myth is that there are other things to it than just their talent. Uh, so I think it's it's not that uh, it's not that easy uh, for people to accept it. Okay. Having said that, I can't say that people are not supportive. Like I have been extremely fortunate to be supported by a lot of men in my professional journey. And that's the reason I'm here today. Uh, men and women both. Uh, but I think uh, there's still a long way to go. And another common thing is that women have to be more supportive to women yeah. and not judge them for the choices that they make. Okay. Uh, I think I have been at that place where I've been judged by women for the choices that I've made in my life, be it my career uh, choices or be it my personal life choices. Mm. Uh, I think women have to be more supportive towards women and yeah. then only we can go and tell men to be supportive to women. Uh, so I think that is something and if you if you make a small mistake, there is a world to pull you down mm. if you are successful. So mm. you have to be very careful about the choices that you make, the decisions that you make in your life. Uh, it's It's very important. Yeah, I, and I think the starting point is women supporting women. I think that is the most essential thing. Only then can we tell the men to support. You know, first the women have to support each other. True, true. So Deepika, like uh, each one of us, you know, we go through several experiences in life and all of which, you know, leave some learning, some lesson for us, you know, which we feel that we could share with others so that they don't repeat those mistakes. Of course, we cannot guarantee that, but we feel that sometimes we should share some of those lessons. So are there any any such lessons that you would like to share with the listeners? I think I would like to start by saying what I said before is never give up. 
uh, I think if you decide something that this is what I want to pursue, uh, just be there. There will be a lot of challenges, but just be there. Never give up. Focus on that. Uh, and I think you will you will get through it. So just uh, firstly, I would say never give up. Uh, the other thing I would say is that focus only on controllables because uh, we try to control everything and and it actually ends up into a mess. Yeah. So uh, we are humans and we cannot control everything. Uh, so there are controllables and uncontrollables. So focus on controllables and just work on that. The, leave what is not which is uncontrollable and you can't handle it. So just leave it. Focus on controllable. It's okay. Uh, I think other thing that I I'm always hungry to learn and uh, I always say that one should always keep learning, irrespective of. Uh, that particular thing is related to your current work or not but just keep upskilling yourself because uh it really helps you in evolving your mindset so yeah. uh it broadens your mindset you grow as a person on your personal front as well as a professional front as well mm -hmm. so i think keep learning keep upskilling yourself that's very important uh the power of listening yeah. i think we all yeah. have to talk I, I am in a sales role, so I, I, have, I have a habit of talking, mm -hmm. um, but I think, uh, it's very important to listen sometimes. Uh, just listen to what the other person is saying and listen not to answer back, listen to understand. Brilliant. And that's very important. Uh, so I think the power of listening, I have realized in last couple of years, uh, it's very important to listen uh, and understand what the other person is uh, saying uh, and it's okay to say no yes. it was very difficult for me uh, and trust me in my early career days I was like if I say no to bura man jayenge uh, and I, I it might affect the other opportunity that I might have to get right oh. and but then you eventually drain down because you have so much to do and oh you are not able to give your 100% into it because you're not able to handle so much of it. Yeah. So it's okay to say no. It's okay to take care of your own self. Yeah. I don't know if self is the right word. Uh, I don't know that. But it's okay to take care of your own self, self-care or rather I should say uh, it is very, very important uh, to focus on your own self. And uh, don't be too hard on yourself. Hmm. I have been. It, I have done it and I know when people used to tell me at that time I used to say that they are saying that they don't know but when you go through that phase and you cross that that's when you realize that no they were right and yeah. there was a reason why they were saying this uh, so I think don't be too hard on yourself uh, time will come and time will go you yeah. will figure out what you want to do and if you are determined about something you will do it so yeah. I have done all these things I have practiced it I would say uh, it has taken I have also gone through certain bad phases to actually realize the importance of it mm -hmm. uh, but it is very yes that's true see every phase like I believe you know there is if there is an uphill there is a downhill and if there is a downhill there is an uphill so we have to kind of learn to accept everything and move on and yes I mean that this is you know growing and evolving and you know, upskilling yourself, that is so, so important. You can't become stagnant in life and just feel that I know everything because you never know everything. You have to have an open mind, a flexible mind, which is receptive to, you know, knowledge, changes, all of those things. Correct. 
when i look back at the profe professional journey ma'am uh, i just realized that you know it has really taught me uh, how to gather yourself hmm. I, i think it 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 tells you how to of, of course it, it evolves you on personal and professional front but it also uh, tells you a lot in terms of how to handle difficult situation how to see things from different perspective uh, and then also be be yourself just yeah. stay there stay together get, gather yourself and move on i think this is what i've learned in all these years so dipika as a young professional when you see you know these young girls who are on the threshold of their personal and professional lives you know just there's just starting out anything that you would like to tell them to keep in mind i mean of course how to grow professionally and you know how to balance their personal lives and how would you rate financial and emotional independence in this scheme of things i think i i would actually start by saying that it's very important to be independent uh, both financially as well as emotionally okay and why i'm saying this it's not i'm not saying it's bad to be dependent upon anyone okay. but it's important to realize your own worth and yeah. uh, i think uh, financial independence has a very important role to play in it mm. uh, so it's very very important you don't know what future holds for you yeah. uh, and we have seen a uh, during covid we have seen situations which were not really great and uh, i think it's very important uh, to have financial independence uh, you you gain a confidence on your own self you know your self worth mm -hmm. uh, so it's very important. at the same time emotional independence is again very important uh, and i would say uh, as females or as uh, women mm -hmm. uh, we are more emotional uh, as compared yeah. to males i'm not saying they are not emotional they are but i would say that maybe we express more uh, yeah. or we are emotionally uh, dependent and we look for that uh, dependability as well we look for a person to be emotionally dependent on or share on to detach yourself after a point of time uh, otherwise uh, again you are uh, you're digging your own grave is what what i would say that if you don't if you become too emotionally dependent upon someone sure. uh, it it becomes difficult to come out of it after a point of time uh, so i think these two are extremely extremely important uh, the other thing i would see is say is, uh, be yourself and believe in yourself and yeah. be fearless and don't don't uh, worry about the judgments that people are going to pass because they are anyhow going to pass judgments whether you you're doing good bad ugly yeah. uh, you are you cannot just pass with that so mm -hmm. you have to face that. so don't worry about the judgment but take strong decisions don't be afraid of taking strong decisions if you have to take in life mm -hmm. and what if they're wrong decisions because while taking a decision no one knows whether yeah. it is right or wrong Hmm. so even if it is a wrong decisions it is fine but have that courage to take those strong decisions in life because uh, as uh, women uh, we tend to hold ourselves uh, when we know that something is not as per the norms of the society hmm. uh, we hold ourselves back or sometimes it's it's the family that you come from or the family that you are a part of uh, or the society that you belong to a lot of these factors influence the decisions that you take in life yeah. uh, so i uh, just just be away from it while you take your decisions because you are responsible for it nobody is going to come in your good or bad times to support you okay. you have to deal with it so yeah. if you think you have courage to deal with it go for it is what i would say and uh, the last thing uh, i would say is uh, marriage is a very very important uh, phase of anyone's life okay. uh, but do it when you think it's right for you okay. and 
do it with a person uh, that you think is right for you again we don't know what is in the future yeah, but, but at least have conviction and it shouldn't be a tick bar a tick mark on the checkbox that you know this is the face of life and we have to do it mm-hmm. uh, don't put do the heck of it it's a very important decision in life and it changes your life also I am not married uh, and I think I have been judged for it by a lot of people uh, but I have I have no I, I don't have any qualms of it of no of not doing it uh, I and having said that I still want to say that I'm a very strong believer of the institution of marriage as well it's not that I don't believe in it uh, but I just feel that uh, when I feel it's the right time for me or when I meet someone and I feel that this is the person that I want to be with that's when I will take that call and I just don't want to do it because people are saying this or if they think that I'm passing on the age of marriage, I don't want to do it because of it. Uh, so for, for the young girls, I would say uh, that take the decision when you think it's right for you and just don't go because society is saying or your parent or parents are saying parents will understand after a point of time, uh, but it's you who have to handle it after it. So be sure about it. That's wonderful. Actually, you know, you have to have that courage of conviction and belief that I want to do this and don't do things because society or people expect you to do it or they want you to do it because ultimately it is you who has to lead the life, not them. You know, they will come pass judgment, give their opinion, give their views and walk away. But you have to save face the music. So be sure that you are ready for what you are doing or whatever step you're taking in life. Very well said. Deepika, I don't know if you've observed, I have seen and in some ways I'm also, uh, you know, guilty of that, that a lot of people nowadays, once they reach their early 40s, late 40s and so on, they start taking career shifts, you know, they start doing something else, something which they had not been doing earlier, which at times I also call the midlife rebooting, you suddenly feel like doing something like, you know, you're a doctor and you feel like writing and you're teaching like I am doing, you know, so many other things. Why do you think this is happening? I mean, was it that uh, people before us didn't have such kind of aspirations or they couldn't, you know, follow through? What do you think is the reason behind it? I think there are two, two ways I look, how I look at it. Hmm. The first thing is that a lot of time the realization also didn't happen that this is a passion that you wanted to pursue mm. in your uh, in the early age or your early time i would say yeah. uh, the passion comes in later or you the realization comes in later that you know these are some of the things that we wanted to do but we couldn't do yeah. and why not try it now yeah. right and i I, always, I honestly believe that there is uh, there is no age to try anything new mm. uh, if you feel passionate about something just go for it and uh, nowadays, I think uh, the availability of resources, uh, yes. they, are, they are easily available if you want to pursue something. Online, online medium have become uh, like so rich media is available on online uh, online mediums to pursue something that you want to pursue. Uh, I think because of that, uh, people are uh, more receptive uh, and they want to pursue that and they want to pursue their passion. And like I said, I think even before the podcast, when we connected, I told you this, that, you know, what you are doing is very inspiring. I also think about a lot of things that I want to do. But uh, of course, a lot of time, either you don't have time or you you give it a backseat and you say, no, yeah. this is a priority. now." So just focus on that. Uh, so because of that, it happens. And also another the other perspective to it is... Uh, if I talk specifically about women uh, pursuing it, uh, then I would say for women, a lot of them focus on their uh, personal life 
in the early stages, right? Uh, if they're married, if they have kids, uh, their priority is to focus on them mm. and they focus on themselves. Yeah. And uh, and by the time, of course, the kids become settled or they, they are uh, big enough to take care of their own self, then they realize that, you know, now this is the time that we focus on our own self. Mm. So I, I personally feel a lot of people doing it and I, I'm very inspired and mm. I love people doing it because I seriously feel that there is no right or wrong time so whenever you think that just go for it and uh, now with the availability of social media uh, which is there and you know a lot of uh, things are available and it makes it easier for you to pursue those things that you want to pursue so your pursuing your passion becomes very easy now yeah yeah right there is awareness there are a lot of people doing it around you you know it you get inspired and of course there is a lot of flexibility receptiveness people are more accepting you know even um, when you decide to try out new things so yeah that mm -hmm. is true so Deepika what about juggling different roles in life I mean I think women have this ability to do multitask or to do several things at one time so I mean how do you do it what is your take on it so firstly, I, I really salute women who are pursuing several roles in their life. Uh, I think uh, I'm fortunate enough right now that I'm not, I'm only juggling between two roles. Uh, that's my personal life, uh, which is I'm a daughter to my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, I stay with them because I have old parents that I have to take care of. Uh, so that's one role. And the other is the professional life that I take care of. Uh, but I think I have, I've seen like in my friend circle, I've seen a lot of uh, women taking care of their kids, their husbands, their personal life, and then, of course, uh, the professional life that they are a part of. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's it's commendable what they are doing. Mm. Uh, and again, a different perspective, you mentioned about multitasking, and I was reading it somewhere that, you know, and it was a book which was uh, related to women, that what are some of the things that uh, women, makes women successful? And I think uh, one of the things that was mentioned there was, uh, we think multitasking is a very great thing to do. But it is actually not because okay. you're not able to focus on anything properly. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, we tend to multitask uh, and I think it becomes a course of work for us. Uh, but uh, it's important to uh, focus on one thing at a time so that we are able to do that properly. Yeah. And there is no that you, we are managing so many things, but we are not able to devote our 100% to any of them. Okay. Uh, so that is one thing but uh, for me I would say that I've been fortunate enough that my parents are very very supportive uh, mm. in whatever I've done so far uh, I think uh, there have been people questioning me my choices uh, be it on personal front or my professional front uh, but my parents and also coming uh, from a background where my mother is a housewife uh, my father has never had any professional experience he runs his own business so his mindset is very different from how uh, a mindset of a professional person would be yeah. uh, and uh, the kind of background that I come from, I think uh, I I am very grateful that they have been so supportive to me and mm. be it my late night meetings, uh, be it my travel schedule, mm. whatever I do. I mean, the only thing that they tell me is that just be safe. Yeah. These are the two things. I think apart from that, they've been extremely supportive to me. So I think I, I, I'm not juggling too many roles at the moment. Mm. Uh, whatever I'm doing, I've been able to manage it uh, nicely. So doing all this, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Ma'am, 10 years has been a very <laughs> long time. And like I said, it's a beginning plan. So have never worked for me. Huh. Uh, so I, I typically have smaller milestones for my own self. Uh, and I, what I see for myself uh, right now, uh, I want to grow in my professional space. 
uh, of course, I know in my professional stints, uh, I have certain benchmarks that I've kept for myself that, you know, this is what I want to do next. Hmm. Uh, and my focus is on that uh, in terms of uh, developing my professional skill set so that I can get there soon. Hmm. Uh, so I think, but it, I don't know about 10 years or uh, lesser than that, but if I look at long-term as well, for me, I want to be work uh, a working woman. I want to work for as long as I can. And I don't see age as a barrier for me. Uh, and I think, yeah, I just feel that I want to be uh, happy and successful in whatever I'm doing mm -hmm. uh, and content and be uh, safe and secure in my own skin. I, I don't aspire to be someone else. I'm very comfortable and uh, secured in my own skin. So I just want to be there, but I want to be happy and successful. Great, great, great. So finally, Deepika, this is a question that I ask every woman. Can a woman have it all? I think we have, we already have it all. Uh, it's just a matter of self-realization. Hmm. Sometimes it happens on its own. Uh, sometimes it's the circumstances that makes you realize. Sometimes hmm. the people in life make you realize that. Uh, but uh, we all have it all. It's We just have to accept it. You have to believe it and we have to work towards it. Okay. All right. That's wonderful. So Deepika, yes, extremely interesting. And like I said, that a lot of pride in seeing you the way you have become the person with a clear mind, a clear, you know, line of action, thought process, you're so sorted in the way, you know, you've kind of evolved, if I may say so. So it's actually wonderful. It was an extremely enlightening conversation in many, many ways. So uh, thank you so much for being uh, on the show and all the best to you. May you become bigger, brighter. And of course, I will always claim a share in that success. But yes, all the best to you. Like I said, I it's all hearts and whatever I've spoken is all hearts and uh, I am extremely, extremely fortunate and I would say thank you for making me a part of your uh, show. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely happy. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the About Her Show. We've had some interesting conversations with accomplished women on our other episodes. So make sure to check them out. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Follow About Her on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter and visit our website www.abouther.in for some wonderful content. And if you know of a trailblazing woman who you think would be a great guest on our show, please write to us at web.abouther at gmail.com.